right. I am very excited for y'all to meet my friend, Teresa. So Teresa and I actually met through BNI, Business Networking International, which I've talked a little bit about on this podcast as an incredible resource for getting you connected with other like-minded business owners. And we'll chat a little bit more about that. But Teresa is an SEO expert. And I know this is one of those things that most of us, myself included, don't really know anything about. And in network marketing, even though it is a simple business model where you don't necessarily need to know these skills, if you are looking to take the investment approach that I've talked about, where you're treating your business like a business, especially in the online world. So you've got a website, you're thinking about building a website, and maybe you're trying to tie in all these different things together using the power of the internet. Well, Teresa's got you covered. So I can't wait for y'all to get to know her and learn her wisdom. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader, and I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. Teresa, thanks for being here. Yes, thank you, Heather. So excited to be. I'm honored to be on your podcast. Yes. I'm excited that you're here too, because we actually, so Teresa and I are in two different chapters within BNI and actually got to visit her chapter this morning. So we're seeing each other today, but it's really cool because that's the power of BNI is I was able to do a little 60 second presentation about my makeup. Teresa reached out and said, Hey, I want to try this. And I was like, I want to learn more about what you do too. So we had what's called a one-to-one where we played makeup. Teresa ordered. And so now she is a happy customer, but I also yes. had to chat with her a little bit more about what it is that she does. So I'll let her kind of share her backstory. So Teresa, give us the lowdown of who you are, where you're from. I know you have a new family member. Yes, I know. Maybe I'll give him a cameo, but I also, mm-hmm. we'll see. He might wake up here soon, but yeah. So I'm originally from Kansas city and I knew here to Savannah early last year. And that is where I started and thrived. It was total different industry for me. So I started in a totally foreign town, Savannah. I didn't know anyone. And that's where I just let fear aside and said, I'm just going to have to do it because this is something I've been wanting to leave the hometown, get it out of my system. And everything has exceeded my expectations. So Thrive has been a wonderful company to me. It was an awesome change. And yeah, through BNI and all the networking, I'm so happy that everything has just fallen into place. It's met great people like yourself. And yeah, it's just an industry that I've become passionate about just from the get-go is the whole online world of digital marketing, SEO, website building, social media, and empowering business owners to learn and properly use the tools in front of them, but also diversify that and join BNI at all. There's a lot of different media channels out there to support your business. And so that's where I love being a business advisor. And my goal every single day is to impact a business owner to 
be better and make more money, of course. I love that. That should always be goal number one, even if you are getting, I know a lot of people treat it like a hobby, but if you treated it more like a business, which any business has got to make money, (laughs) then you could be shocked as to what it looks like. It's been such a blessing for me, for sure. So sometimes that does involve making the investment and partnering with someone who is strong in the areas where you are weak. And I know you mentioned that you were a marketing major, right? In college, but didn't necessarily learn all of this until you got started with Thrive, which for anybody that's listening, tell us more about, so Thrive is a national company, but you get to almost treat it like your own independent business. So tell us more about the, what Thrive is, how it got started and your role in there. Actually, Thrive is over 120 or 130 years old. So it started with, we actually are the Yellow Pages phone book. And yeah, it was pretty soon after uh, Alexander Graham Bell, I compared the dates of like, when the phone, like we've been a lot around that long. So <laughs> we have started supporting small local businesses for over a hundred years and we were the original search engine. And so we know the value of advertising, connecting consumers to the business owners to find services. And of course, once Google came around, we made a pivot. And the Yellow Pages, then they took their directories online, like a lot of others. And now we have about, not us personally, but there are about 70 plus online directory sites out there. It wasn't until about 2016 is when we started to pivot and create this software that was going to support small business owners, not just handle marketing and all of those facets, but also manage their business. Because when you start getting busier, then you need a way to keep up with all the business, continue to provide the support. And yeah, so yeah, that's a fun fact. A lot of people don't know that we come from the real yellow pages and it's still, we still are, we have advertising and we're still renewing ads in those phone books too, because in a lot of areas of the country, that's still the only search engine people are using internet spotty especially rural areas we see so it goes to show we have a lot of different options to provide <laughs> i love it marketing were you telling me a little bit that the yellow pages was initially like approached by google or something like that but it, it was like a when you mentioned the pivot point but now because of that initial relationship things like the SEO as it relates to the number one search engine out there, Google, right? Like it's very strong through the services. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We are a premier partner with Google and now we have all of our tools and services are based on and focused in on what Google, how Google's working right now. That is, yeah, how we help. And we help just make it a little easier for all business owners, people who, a lot of people open up their business not realizing how much work and complicated, tedious tasks, like under, like making a Google profile, everything like that is a lot more difficult than they plan on. So that's why we built this solution because it makes it easy. You have a full support team and then they can focus on spending their time doing the job and the labor that they love. So I love that. So the listeners of the podcast, they're probably in a couple of different buckets. And we have some of them who might just be getting started in their business, or they might be intrigued by going from that obvious to the business side of it and don't even know where to start. But then we have others that have maybe been doing their business in pretty much the only way that's taught right now, which is trying to just grow a following on social media. 
And then we have others like myself who maybe are traditional business owners or who get that marketing um, aspect of a traditional business and want to bring that over to their network marketing business. So I might want to break down some of the tips and strategies to each of those, but let's start with someone who doesn't even know how to get started online, period. Like they don't have a website. They don't have a Google profile. Like maybe again, they've got a personal Facebook page and their business. What would maybe be like a first easy tip that you could give them to get started in the online sphere of digital marketing? Yeah. First and foremost, you always want to make sure you have a Google business profile that, and I am always happy to help people get that because there's some confusion when it comes to verifying the Google business profile. Sometimes it takes longer, but anyways, that is number one, because that is where majority of people are searching. And then once you have that verified, making sure that you're adding photos, you're building up every single field and to be found on any category or keyword people are searching on. <clears throat> so you're on there. And then, of course, yes, using Facebook, their meta now has the way to plan out posts, which I think is awesome. If you ever have 30 minutes on a Sunday night, just like dedicate that to, okay, I'm going to plan out my next month. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's just 12 posts you have to think of and you can wash your hands of it. So those are two main ones. And then you can create free listings on those different online directory sites that we mentioned. Of course, yellowpages.com is one. Yelp.com is another one. A lot of people ask me like, oh, I thought that cost money. No, you can, you're able to have your listing there for free. Then Bing, of course, is another one. And then you'll be on Facebook. And then there's other ones like Nextdoor, Alignable. There's a lot of different apps, but trying to get your business on as many of those free listing sites as possible will also help your ranking when it comes to just simple Google search too. So those are all free DIY type ways to get your grounds, get that foundation set there for you. I love that. And I know some people might be intimidated in putting their, even something as simple as their phone number out there. I know I would have been prior to setting up a business phone number account with Project Broadcast as my go-to recommendation that I talk about on the podcast for doing that. And I can share that link in the description below. But now that I have a literal business number that people can text, they can't call it, but they can text it. I feel like you could probably put that in somehow in the designation, text me here, or and you could just send them even to, I also recommend having a job form, some sort of almost kind of customer feedback form of some kind to send them to it. Even if you don't have a website, they can find other ways to connect with you. And people are searching. I know they are. In fact, I just did a quick little Google search of St. Savannah, Georgia. And it's funny because I saw one of the artists on my team who has a hair salon that somehow they must have it tied within their SEO because they mm -hmm. didn't. So if somebody was looking to try it in person, especially if you are maybe a makeup artist or maybe, again, maybe you're a Beachbody fitness coach or you sell essential oils, maybe yep. you have a studio, something like that. Like you can still tie in those little things by integrating your, your product name into that. So actually, let's transition into that just for a second, the importance of those search terms, because I know it's it's both the easiest, simplest thing to think about, but then it's also super complicated when it comes to SEO and the fact that it's search engine optimization. So tell us like what exactly that is, like dumb it down and maybe like just remind us all how we could maybe use that better. Yeah, for sure. What I like to do, people when they're searching, they don't know your business. and so. 
a big thing to do and check your own SEO if you do have online presence is to search in incognito mode on Google and just go make up Savannah or search like plumbing near me, whatnot. And that's where you can see who actually is popping up for people that, yeah, because if Google knows you're that like they're going to make you top the list if you're <laughs> searching your stuff. So <laughs> they know who you're looking for. So there's one. And then, yeah, making sure you can be found in different keywords. So if you have more than one or two services, for instance, like a handyman would have a lot of different categories like painting or a popcorn ceiling removal, everything like that. You want to make sure that's listed in your service categories in your Google profile. And then ideally in your website on meta tags as well. So if you do have a website to make sure that's all the backlinks, all the SEO tagging, everything is there and set up. So you will be found on <clears throat> more searches surrounding the services you offer. Hopefully that answered <laughs> your question. I know it's got to be a little bit tricky as I'm, as it is for you and also for our listeners, because it is it's just, it is such a foreign, again, I was saying that most people are either just doing belly to belly, like makeovers like you and I did, or they're putting themselves out there on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, something like that, and trying to grow in that way. So it can be overwhelming and people can feel like, oh, wait, now I need to go set up a website or now I need to go do this. And the answer is not necessarily. I talk about your mm-hmm. path and fill the funnel there. And maybe if you've mastered, say, the online party, like I know when the Sayers I will have aired a an episode on the power of the online party. So maybe once you've got like one thing down and you're like, okay, now I think I'm ready. Or if you're a leader like me, who maybe you do have something like a podcast or a YouTube channel, or you have a big team where you want to promote some of the team resources, maybe it is time for you to take the next step and get a branded website. I know my Saint Mama, my literal mentor in the business, Sarah Davies, that I've talked about, she is building her website as we speak, but she's been in this company for six and a half years. She's been in network marketing for eight years. So it's certainly not the first step, but it can be a good next step for someone who's mm-hmm. wanting to put this, themselves out there. So let's the shift into that. So if you were to start a website, maybe what are some of the things that you would and would not do if someone were to start their own website? Yeah, so I would make sure, let's see, I would plan on making sure that you had at least a a few different pages. It depends on, of course, how many different services or topics you want to advertise or guess or be found on searching. So I always think about that. And I would make sure that you're using the right website builder or you fully understand it if you're doing it yourself. Talk to an expert on what the SEO like meta tags and backlinks and kind of the do's and don'ts to make sure that you're putting all this time into building your website, but at the end of the day, if you're not found, it's like having a beautiful, amazing restaurant or something in the middle of the desert that no one knows exists. So it's it's important to make sure that it's set up correctly as well. And then a few little tidbits, video, and of course, you guys know this in social media too. I think there's something like people that 50% of the population actually watches more video footage on social media than they do like actual cable news or cable TV these days. And it's ridiculous how many hours of the day people are looking on like TikTok or whatnot. 
And they came out with the study where a normal website standard picture content is the average time that people are looking on that is about 54 seconds. The average time people spend on a website with a video at the forefront of it is six minutes. So it's a way for people to, yeah, keep engaged on your site. And it's an awesome way to show just different things that you do. It doesn't have to be you talking in the camera. It can be, yeah, a clip of your office. It could be showing off product. There's a lot of free tools out there to make that video a perfect way to greet people who enter your website. So video and then call to action buttons, having right in their face. Well, now that shortens the time of them trying to fish around how to contact you, learn more. You want to just encourage them just to be like, why don't you just let's make a move and schedule time to talk. So those are two big things, I would say. And then mobile friendly is a common mistake or a common item that people don't check up on is how their website looks in the mobile version. Is it fast? Is Are the buttons or the text, is that all thrown off? So it's probably more important. So a lot of people, I feel like these days, some people don't have laptops or desktops anymore. Yep. All important there. I love Um, that. And I do have a website. So I remember like you were looking at my, you had it pulled up and you were like, so right off the bat, you could like my homepage, it was literally titled home. And you're like, someone would have to be searching home and then like to get to your, get to this page, which home has nothing to do with obviously anything I do, but it's, that seems like a nice little title, right? So it's like those little tiny details of what the actual page on my website is titled that you might skip right over or leave as default if you're using a web, an app like Squarespace or mine is a show it website that I bought on Etsy that my mm-hmm. assistant and I just drag and drop pictures and change the verbiage and colors and stuff like that. So we made it pretty, but yeah, there's a lot more it to it than just making it look pretty. What, like, if somebody maybe has a website already, what are the things that you look for right off the bat like that? Yeah, I definitely look at the title tags, which are, that's what you can find on kind of like the tab on top of the browser. It should be saying something like a keyword on your business and podcast, something like that, your city, your area that you target, and then your company name as well. So every single little tab should have three areas. So people are searching for the generic category with near me or the city name. And then also people will be searching for your company because you might have exchanged business cards or whatnot. So you want to make sure that's on every single tab as well. So that's a big one. And then I also see the speed if it's taking forever to load, if there's any, and how that compares to the mobile version. There's some free link, like just sites out there where you can copy and paste a URL and it'll just immediately tell you the speed score. And then I like to see how people can use it or how functional it is. If it's a hair salon, can I go on there when I'm in bed at 10 at night, when I do my personal schedule out personal services I need? If I can't schedule an appointment with them right away, I'm going to go to the next the next salon on that Google map. So it's I'm just don't I don't have patience. I feel like that's a big part of the population now. We want to get things done. We're used to Uber, Amazon, Instacart arriving at our front door. We get things done on our own. And so the best of your ability for business owners to be able to have that convenience for them as well is really important. 
Oh. So there's, yeah, a few things and there, yeah, that I look at and they're usually easy fixes to step that business owners can do on their own. Okay. Just a little that. bit of guidance. I know. I can't believe it's been like a couple of weeks or several weeks since we've met and I made those updates to my website. And that's why, like, sometimes it just, it is a matter of you might not have the time or you might not have as we're talking about this, like, I understand exactly what Teresa's saying. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I can go on in the back end and I can absolutely fix that. But sometimes it's just finding the time or the energy to do it. And you can mm. take a DIY to some of these. But why do you feel like it's important to partner with someone along the way, whether it is building your website or setting up the SEO, like finding the right partner that can help you? And why is that an important investment for their business? It's very important because you want to make sure that it's done the right way, regardless if you were going to do it on your own. And believe me, I've taught myself just becoming, getting into this industry and everything. I wanted to be able to learn answers to the questions on my own, even though we do have a full support staff and division, I can delegate people to answer questions for me. And it took a lot of time. There's a lot of different little tools, all these platforms and whatnot that you can try to build a website on your own are very complicated. And it will cause you to be exhausted. And it's just so much better to let an expert handle it. But more importantly, make sure before you choose someone to help you with that website, ask for some references or find some other websites they've built because you want to do your research. Just like we're, we have hail damage on our roofs, we always ask a couple of different roofers for estimates and whatnot. You should be doing the same because ultimately this is like your storefront online and you want to, yeah, you're investing time. If you're investing money in it, it's your brand and you want to make sure that it's set up right. Those are two tidbits I would definitely keep in mind. I think that's smart. And I always say this is with any investment within your network marketing business and honestly, any business period <laughs> as a traditional business owner, I can say that as well. But my recommendation for network marketers is to not put more than like 20% of your total, whatever you're making back into your business. So if you're making $1,000 a month, you can afford to spend about $200 a month on your business. If you're making $10,000 a month, you can spend a couple thousand dollars on it. If you're making $200 a month, then we're talking about 40 bucks, right? So what you are able to afford, what you're able to invest in, you can even set goals for yourself in business. Like for example, BNI is not something that is, it's not free to join. You can totally visit and do literally what I did to your chapter today and go meet some folks. And I have a color match set up for Friday, which is exciting Yay. to get yeah. that way, even without being a member. But I would always say to someone either, number one, make sure you can justify that investment annually, or you can set a goal to say, and that's exactly what I did. I was like, I'm going to make back my investment and then some, mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it, you know, giving my all in and putting thread my the ring to, to make it happen. And so you've got to do the same thing if you are going to invest in creating a website or you are going to partner with someone to help you on the SEO, whether it's Thrive or any anybody else. Like you need to make sure, number one, like you said, they're a really good partner. But number two, can you afford it? And can you justify the return on the investment? for that because that's where like sometimes it does take investing in your business, spending money to make money. <laughs> you just really want to be smart in in how you do that, especially in network marketing, because I would never advise someone to spend more than what they're making because this is a business that is meant to serve you and your family first. And I think that's really important to note. So maybe talk yeah. a little bit about BNI and your experience in that. Yeah. So building your business. 
Yeah. When I was introduced to BNI, just from Thrive, a lot of people, like the more tenured reps and stuff, they've all found success with it. And I was still very fresh in the industry. And I just hated the thought of going up in front of a group of strangers, giving some spiel that I'm like the expert and whatnot when I was still learning all the ins and outs of digital marketing. And it got to a point where it was a few months in. I never worked from home as much as I have with this job. And so it just, I needed that sense of community. And so that's when I started to make the move. And okay, you know what? I went in there just to have that little fam- like office family that I was used to having in my past jobs. And it turned out to be, it just gave me so much light, like in more senses than I expected. And it's, that's, when I challenged myself to learn more and become the expert, of course, in the industry, but also through the word values, like the recognition piece, when you get a compliment or when people show their gratitude for meeting one-on-one with me, I started to get like that sense of confidence and like the, like my thoughts were validated because at that point I was like, contemplating, did I make the right move? Like, why did I leave my hometown? Like my job was so stable there, all this stuff. Like this was a silly idea. And it, so all of the recognition and the support from BNI, like really gave me validity. Yeah. That I made the right decision and I'm supposed to be here. So there, that's one thing. The other is, I think when the light bulb really comes off is when you really embrace the giver's game and you stop just going to meetings to sit in there. You're actively looking or thinking of ways of, oh, this restaurant has dirty carpets. Let me ask the waiter who's, if they need a company for that, or if they need a janitorial company or thinking outside the box to help support your members and whatnot. And how good it feels when someone closes business that you introduce them to is also just the best feeling and you forget you're there to market your own brand. You're there to support like a community. That's been my experience. And then, yeah, now I'm, I'm in training to be a chapter success coach. And so I'm excited for that because I get to work with you guys more and give other, I love how the goal there is to invite more visitors and impact more businesses to grow together. So it's all great opportunities. Definitely. I think that's what I love about my experience in BNI is my friend Tiffany, who was a customer that invited me. She never thought this would be something that I would actually join because she probably didn't know exactly how well that I could afford to join because it's not necessarily the cheapest investment unless you're going to make back that investment really quickly. So she just thought I could come and even sub for her here and there. And as sub, you can actually have a sub because you are expected to go to the meetings weekly. And that's just to build that rapport and build that credibility with the basically marketing partners that you get from BNI. And so she, we all have our things in life where we're not able to be there, but you can have a sub. And so she's like, maybe you could sub for me. But the minute that I was in that room with other like-minded people who are naturally givers like myself, like I'm constantly the type that's, oh, what do you need? I have a friend that can do that. Here you go. And putting all of us in a room together every single week, I think you're exactly right that it makes you step up your game a little bit, but then it does, it helps you to be more aware 
of the needs of those around you that don't even have anything to do with you or what you can do for them. It's like you're just the awareness of how you can serve people is really like a really good muscle, I think, to flex as mm-hmm. any owner should and how you can serve somebody else. So yeah, I totally agree. It's been such a cool experience for me and I hadn't even been here yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. I love it. I tell everyone back home, you guys need to join this, but yeah, yeah, it's been great. A game changer. Right? I yeah. I will make sure to link in the show notes a link to where you can find a chapter to visit in case wherever you are listening from, because it's all over the world too, because I definitely have listeners. It's insane to me. I think I saw it was our, the podcast is ranking in like Honduras. Hi, hi, Honduras. Oh, I'm assuming there's maybe, I don't know, but there, I know it's global maybe. thing. So wherever you're listening from, you can find your own chapter. Of course, if you're in Savannah, you can come to either mine or Teresa's chapters. We meet Tuesday morning. Mine meets Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. bright and early. And then Teresa's is Thursday. I'm sorry. It's reverse. Hers is Thursday. Mine is Thursday at 8 from 8 to 9.30. And it really is a fun a fun way to get to know other people. And it, like you said, if you're new to the area or you don't know many people, you will get to know people very quickly. And a lot of times they are like-minded people as well. Yeah. Well, is there anything else as we wrap up that just comes to mind that you feel like the listeners of the podcast might like some little golden nuggets that you could share? Gosh, I'm trying to think. I guess it's just don't let anything intimidate you if you've had a bad taste in your mouth from previous attempts to do marketing or website. All that good stuff. They'll keep your feelers out. We know it's overwhelming. And yeah, if you need any just help or direction, I'm happy to help anyone. Even if it, yeah, like I said, just verifying Google profile, stuff like that. I'm always happy to help get people settled. So that's great. And I'll make sure to put your info in the show notes. But where can people go to find you if they're just like Googling (laughs) or they're searching? Yeah, (laughs) I do have a website. It's connected through Thrive. I can send that link. But you can also find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Teresa Murphy Thrive. That's T-H-R-Y-V. And, and yeah, I guess the end nine. So I am on all of those. I'm also on Twitter. I'm, I just have automated posts going out on there. So I don't check it all the time, but you can find me at all those places. Perfect. And it's Teresa with a T-H also, right? Yes. E-R-E-S-A Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y, right? Yep. That's it. And then Thrive, T-H-R-Y-V. Yes. Okay. Awesome. You got it. I'm excited to get to work with you more and to work with Thrive. And I can also update you guys after I learn more about that back office. But I just knew from the little bit that I had learned from Teresa that she had so much value to bring to you guys. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom. Leave for free. That was very abundant of you. Totally givers gain. Yay. Yay. (laughs) I'm excited for anybody who wants to take it a step further to be able to connect with you and work with you as well. So thanks, Teresa. Yes. Thank you, Heather. And I look forward to meeting with you again soon. Sounds perfect. I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.